Thank you for tuning in to TalkWad.com, the world's fastest-growing internet radio network. Please check out all the other great shows on www.talkwad.com. Listening to ComedySlamRadio.com. From our studios to the world, we bring you the finest in quality entertainment. So pop some popcorn, grab a smooch buddy, and settle in for another fine show from ComedySlamRadio.com. It's time for the Let's Be Frank show where we get frank with your favorite celebrity and national touring comedians. Follow us on Twitter at Let's Be Frank Show. And if you miss our live broadcast on Comedy Slam Radio, find us on Stitcher Radio, Podomatic, and iTunes at Let's Be Frank's Podcast. Keep laughing, my friends. Good evening, and thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Let's Be Frank Show. This week, we are graced with a great comedian, Kurt Metzger. You've seen him on Comedy Central. You've seen him as part of the roast of Charlie Sheen. Kurt, how you doing today? Hey, man, what's up? Not too much. I, wasn't, I wasn't on that roast, by the way. Uh, why <laughs> do you have it on your IMDb? You not have seen me. <laughs> so you wrote for it? Yeah, yeah. I, was, you know, I didn't appear there. Oh, all right. All right. Look at me. I, I should have clicked the button and said exactly what you did, but that's all right. Bash me in the beginning <laughs> of my show. That is awesome. Yeah. Normally, normally I'd have had five more hours of prep time. That's all I'll say. <laughs> so, so it's what's going? So, so what's going on up there, man? You're you're doing comedy. You're in it almost fourteen years now, and yeah. I know. It looks like what are you doing tonight? Because originally we were going to do this interview a little later in the evening, but uh, it looks like you've been getting booked for some gigs every Monday night. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't even remember the name of the fucking show. It's just some shit I said yes to on Facebook. I don't even remember, man. I gotta go <laughs> look it up when I'm done with this interview. Right now, I'm watching the dog take a shit, and I'm picking up after him. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what I. I don't even remember what the weird spot is. Somebody's room or something. I gotta be more careful with these. I keep saying yes to them, and they're all like horseshit. You know, I gotta take a train to like Hoboken or something for for a shitty money. Right. But, uh, I'm trying to, I'm doing an hour, so I've been trying to pick up like as many little spots as I can, you know? Absolutely. Are you outside walking right now? Yeah, I'm going back in now. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I think I could smell your dog poop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when you get um, in there, yeah. so tell me, how, you know, 14 years ago, all of a sudden you decide you want to get into comedy. What the hell made you um, decide that, and where did you start? I was in college, and uh, in Philadelphia, and uh, I always wanted to do it. I don't know. I used to watch it when I was younger. Then I, I uh, there's a comedy club on South Street, and then open mic, and uh, I wanted to try it out. So, now yeah, hold on. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't know. I just got out of college to do it. I mean, but I think everybody does that, right? They all try new things. Absolutely. Most um, of mine, but, I tried. But, uh, yeah. Most of mine, I tried in the back seat of a '78 Cutlass Supreme with a redhead. <laughs> Why well, did you? I mean, you're a stand-up too, right? 
I'm a stand-up, but I'm 40, and I didn't start it until I was 38. So at 41, it'll be three years. It was kind of like an early midlife crisis. I said, I need to, I've been in sales and talking to the public my whole life. And yeah. I said, I need something to step up my testicular fortitude. I want to be able yeah. to say I could speak in front of hundreds or, you know, a lot more people than just, you know, 10 or 15 in a sales conference. Yeah, yeah. Out of my house. I was in sales too, actually. What were you selling, man? Uh, I have sold everything in my life from uh, toys to guns. Legally, I sold guns legally. Uh, cars, cellular phones, computers, modular housing, uh, financing, mortgages, installment loans, uh, knives, watches, babies, crack, uh, cocaine. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, oh, I've done yeah. everything. <laughs> Yeah. If, if I could make some commission on something, I'll sell you your next gig, man. I'm good. Um, you know, I'll pay. I'll pay a commission. Anybody gets the work. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, it's, I think it's a remarkably interesting way I got into it. I was just in college and I wanted to do it, and I did. So, all right, I did. How did the first show go? Did you get laughs? Did it blow? And you had to go back anyway. Um. Well, the first show I did at actually the first show I did at a club called um the Stress Factory, which is in New Jersey. And uh it went like so so. It was it was kinda of whatever. And then uh after that I went to this place, the Laugh House, which is like an all black club. Or it was. I mean I don't think it's really now. Okay. And uh the first time went it went fine. It wasn't really good, but I thought it was good but it wasn't. And then uh, the second time, damn it, the second time uh, really sucked, and then it just like sucked for like eight years, I guess. After that, <laughs> and it got kind of better. <laughs> Does that mean you're a glutton for punishment? I think. I mean, eight years of sucking at any job, you should leave. And then after that um, eight year, you just everything clicked. You felt like what? What happened after eight years that it stopped sucking? People started um, paying you. More work, man. I, it's not really. I mean, it's, I don't know. I, I guess I stuck to it with it, but um, you know, just the other stuff outside of like the jokes and stuff. Just it's like a miserable slog, dude. I mean, you don't have any, uh, I don't have any jobs, you know. Right. So, how many nights a week are you out there doing comedy right now? I mean, how many nights and how many shows? Uh, on average, I guess about three or four. Now, three or four nights, and will you do multiple shows those nights? Yeah, if I average it out, because some nights it's like most of the, like some weeks it's like every other night, and then some some weeks it's like two nights, you know. All right. Um, and you mainly if you're work in New York. You can get out. If you're in New York, you get a lot of stage time because there's a lot of there's right. just a ton of rooms to do. Right. So where are you stationed? To how? I mean, you're in New York now, aren't you? Yeah. What, what do you mean? What club do I work at, or where do I live? Well, I thought you were going back and forth between New York and L.A. Uh. Yeah, I go to L.A., but when I have a job, you know? Right. Okay. I'm not, I'm not constantly going to L.A., but when I have something paying the shooting out there, then I, you know, like the roast, for example, I had to go to L.A., you know? So what how, what was it like working on the roast and being a writer for it? Um, Fucking tense, man. Just tense. You know, first of all, these roasts are like, the, the, the people are friends with the celebrities, so it's always tense. How does it go to want to be made fun of? Um, the writers are very good writers, and I'll say that. Like everybody, every writer for it was like, you know, I was like impressed, too intimidated with them, you know. Sure. Um, it's like it was just tense and shitty. Other than, 
I I wrote like Patrice's set with well, this is jokes really, but like I, I had to help Patrice with his shit. Uh, Patrice O'Neill. Right. And that was like that was probably like the best part of it was that like that was the last time I hung out with him. I was like just at his hotel like for a while, going over like this set, and um, that ended up being a really good time. That's and awesome. And then uh, you know, I don't know. It was like a job that I want, really wanted, and then when I had, it, I was like, this is like not that, you know, not fun. It's not out of like I said, it's not the writers aren't bad. It's not. It's just like it, it just felt tense to me the whole time. All right. And um, and I I also was very, I, I mean a lot of it doing me like I just felt very like inadequate. You know, I got like five jokes on her. I got like a, a few bits on, you know, on the roast. So like Chad was said my shit and Charlie Sheen and Patrice. But uh, I just felt like, uh, I don't know. It, it, it had a little more to do with me than the actual, you know, roast right. itself, I think. Now, obviously, if they use some of your jokes on the Charlie Sheen, you would think maybe you're going to get some contact again to work on other roasts. Um, yeah, I don't... I didn't get. I mean, the Roseanne roast. They got different. They got a different uh, head writer, and they kind of changed stuff up for that. So I, I didn't. You know, it wasn't like I was expecting to be brought back to that. Right. Um. I mean, I look. I don't know how much I want to do these roasts. Like, I think the only roasts I want to be associated with are uh, where I know the guy. You know, I, 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 I don't know about the, uh, the that whole thing they do where they just have a celebrity on and. People who aren't their friends mocking them. There's something really weird about that, you know. It's not like those Dean Martin roasts. That yeah, those are buddies. Th- those were the classics. Um, yeah, the, I mean, Jeff, like Jeff Ross is really good at it. Jeff, <laughs> I think like Jeff's the re- like kind of the reason it changed. Okay. Jeff is very good at not knowing somebody. You just bring Jeff Ross in, and he'll mock them, you know. And he's good at it. Doesn't seem too mean. He's like perfect at it. So I think from him doing that, they just try to make that constantly. And I, I don't know that 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 it like works so well. Even though I like really mean jokes, and I, you know, I will, I watch all the roasts. I can tell like when it's like hurtful and shit, like it's, <laughs> it's getting weird, you know. And just like that shouldn't happen at a roast where it gets like ugly for a minute. Absolutely. Well, some people love it. Like I, I guess on the Roseanne roast, it was the big shock when uh, Tom Arnold walked out. Uh, I guess that wasn't an expected thing. I know it's so weird that they have a roast and he wouldn't be expected to be there. Like, but they have their own. You know, weird personal history. I think yeah. she holds a grudge forever. I, I don't really know her. I, I well, was always able to be funny. He, uh, you know, I he, thought she was a good comic. I thought she was a great comic, but, uh, oh, yeah. that, was, I, that was my favorite roast. I was like, I was like, whatever to me. Right. I guess he, he had called into one of the other radio shows here and talked about it and how it was so off the cuff and he was pretty, it was a pretty awkward thing for him as well. But hey, they made it through it, you know. What are you going to do? I'm <laughs> I'm sure they had plenty of reason to make it through it. Yeah. Well, these are all things that sell advertising. So there you go. You get it accomplished and it's all good. So now, yeah, you, according, according to your IMDB, uh, un, un, hopefully unlike what I just said with the, that you were on the roast, you've had a, some little bit of movie roles or, you know, in some acting things you were, uh, multiple times with, uh, ugly Americans. Oh yeah. That was a cartoon. Right. Comedy Central, correct. Which uh, is not on anymore. <laughs> but, but it uh, had two seasons, right? Two years. Uh, yeah, I guess two years. Yeah, it looks like there was like thirty-one episodes of it. So and think yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I don't know. They do like A and B seasons, but uh, I was like three seasons maybe. All right. Seemed like to me, or uh, 
three many seasons. But uh, that was a fun job. That's fun doing voices. Oh, I bet. Now I, I I can't do any voices. I'm lucky I get my own voice to sound halfway decent over a microphone. Uh, yeah, no, I just did mine. I don't do any, I don't do voices either. That's the best part. Like they couldn't fire me because I was the only guy that did my voice. <laughs> you can get another Obama guy. <laughs> Absolutely. So, what are some of your favorite parts about doing comedy? You know, we know you started out. Uh, and you, my you, favorite things about it are yeah. I don't have a day job. Um, I can fuck out of my league, and I uh, um, I look down on doctors and people with real achievements. <laughs> <laughs> so, so repeat that back. I said you don't have you, you don't have a day job. What was the second yeah. one? Uh, I get pussy out of my league. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I, I thought and you I said know. I get to smoke. I, I thought you said you you spend all day getting to smoke weed. I was like, okay, yeah. and then. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I have done that, but I, <laughs> I wouldn't listen to that. Is my, <laughs> I think you can do that. I have that option, I guess. Yes. Like, well, I'll know. attest to the fact that comedy does help with uh, getting the ladies. Uh, yeah. Even not in person, uh, but when I'm on like a Match.com dating site, because I do better that way, I think the fact that I bring up that I do stand-up comedy and all that other stuff, I don't know. It tickles their fancy. They think I'm going to be funnier than the average guy or something. I don't know. They're not getting any um, fame out of it. Well, you got, I mean, I, I've, it works if uh, they come and see you and you do well. I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I'm bombed. I've, I've had like a girl with me and like bombed since she split. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I, I I'm always that. the like, fat. I it horribly. Just like, I was like, I did two shows, two, two shows back to back. It was a stand-up New York thing, a comic strip. And so I, I killed this stand-up, dude. That's why I picked this girl up, and then she went with me in my other spot. I wish I just canceled my other spot. Because <laughs> I got, uh, got heckled by these, like, fat black chicks in the back row, and I got, like, and I didn't get Kramer, I didn't get Kramer-esque on them, but it was, like, ugly, you know? And, uh, and then she was just like, what was that? And <laughs> she just wanted to go. <laughs> Well, man, those bad things can happen. I, uh, I I do not get picked up by the ladies after the show because I am the fat comic that does fat guy jokes. And, you yeah. know, there's normally six or seven much skinnier, better-looking guys than me. But they yeah, all... Yeah, well, I'm not... I don't get, like... I, mean, I have a girlfriend now, but I don't get, like... Uh, I never got like that, but it, sometimes I would. I, I, I'm not on the high end of, of guys getting tail. I, I wouldn't say. I think it's all right. But the fact that it was... Amount. That it was out of your league, stuff you shouldn't be getting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely that. But for me, I'm, I'm not just... That I, not that I uh, am picky. I just, you know, it's better because of stand-up, I guess, is the way to put it. Yeah, you're like, God damn, how the hell did I land that shit? Yeah. That's the way I feel about, like, a three. I'm like, damn, how the hell did I land that shit? That was awesome. She let me do this and that, and that was a funky position. I don't even do a, I don't even do a number system. I just have a very simple pass fail. <laughs> yes. A very simple pass fail. Yeah. Did you say yes? For fancy people. Yes. But, if they say yes, they pass. If they say no, they fail. Yeah. Very simple. Yeah. Well, the road's lonely. <laughs> so t- tell us a little bit about your style of comedy. You know, what do you like to talk about when you're on stage? Uh... I don't know, all kinds of stuff. I don't, I, I, I don't know how to answer that. I always do two I don't know what that is. I don't know, just 
I looked me up, I guess. I, hopefully it's funny. <laughs> well, I mean, do you, do you talk a lot about your family? Do you talk about things that bit. are currently going on social, you know, in, in the world socially? Yeah. Yeah. All that. All of it. You know, whatever. I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a specific thing I stick with. Do you, do you do a lot of improv throughout your show? Do I do a lot of what? Do you do a lot of improv throughout your show? Um, you mean like crowd work or just stuff on the top of my head? Uh, a little bit of both because normally when I, I, I try to not be rigid in a, you know, when, when, like, when I, when you start, or when I started, you, you have like your five minutes and then you're like your 10 minutes or whatever they kind of stick with. And, uh, you know, now I, I, I really hate doing the same stuff over and over again. I, I kind of have to because I got to get ready for this hour I'm doing, but, uh, I, I like to kind of be in the moment as much as possible. All right. Um, so, cause I'm obviously, know, like, I, I'll, I'll, the arrangement of how I do jokes or which ones I decide to do, I'll try to make that dependent on the situation, you know? But you, that's more of a club thing. Like uh, TV, you got to play it ahead because they want to know exactly what the hell you're going to say, and they want a transcript and all that. So, you know, it's not as uh, loose. Right now, is the hour you're coming up with for TV, or is it just for some yeah. new headlining? It's for uh, Comedy Central, yeah. And when are you hoping to film that and have that out? Uh, it's either going to be April or. Or later, depending on if I go to New Orleans or uh, if I can stay in New York. I, I mean, I never been. I would like to go to New Orleans, but I never did comedy there. So I'd like to do it in familiar territory. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. There you go. Although New Orleans, you could you could be partying your ass off the night before and the night after the show. <laughs> I don't even drink that much. I used to do everything, but I don't really drink that much anymore. Just some weed now. Now and again. Perhaps a painkiller. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on how bad the set goes on whether you need a painkiller. Yeah. Well, I just got I just got a fight recently. Really? What? Well, yeah. Where did you get into? Like a like a physical fight or a verbal fight? Yeah. You know, no, no. I can't really talk that much about it even. But uh, yeah, I got a thing. I got to wait until uh, there's like a whole thing about it. Like there's gonna be a whole court case and stuff from it. Okay. Like uh, I've seen things on Facebook a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it has anything to do with it. Can I say the initials? Yeah, go ahead. UCB is anything to do no, with all that? No, no. Oh, yeah, no, nothing. No, that's actually a separate, a separate, <laughs> a separate <issue>? thing. <laughs> I'm a huge problem professionally. <laughs> <laughs> Can you talk about the UCB thing? Yeah, yeah, that's not a core thing. That's uh, the Operating Systems Brigade. You mean? Yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, I bitched about not getting paid on this Friday show, and then it became a whole thing. Because uh, I guess a bunch of other people were pissed off at UCB for various things. And then uh ended up being like a New York Times article about it. So, so they, you know, they, they just don't pay anybody. Um, I, my whole feeling was this show I did was a Friday night, and it was packed out, and they were charging at the door. Because they have free shows. You know, I don't mind doing a free show. That's a good show, you know. That's fine with me. There's a, they have a bunch of good ones. They have one called Whiplash. It's great. Right. Um, this one I did, though, was like, you know, it's a pro show, and you're, you're, you're taking in money, but none of that's coming my way, which is uh, really upsetting. So uh, I bitched about it on Facebook, which I didn't think was a... I don't know. On Facebook, I don't think that's a big deal, but I guess it is. You know, it's like, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm like, uh, I don't get a... Uh, I don't get social media really. 
you know, like what it. (laughs) Well, the only reason I knew about it was because I saw you post about it a little bit, and I'm like, well, I'm going to be interviewing this guy in a couple of weeks. I wonder if I should ask him about it. Let's, like, I had to when I first saw it. I'm like UCB, and I had to go figure out what it was about or who they were. And I'm like, okay, so at least now I know who he didn't get paid from. You know who UCB is, right? Well. I I got educated on it. Yes, I am not. Uh, I'm when it comes to all the improv stuff. I, yeah. I'm not huge into that personally. I've never really well, done that's it. Where like uh, you know Amy Poehler and there's a bunch of like huge stars. Yeah, yeah, a bunch of people come through there. Right, like so I, I have heard of, like of the... it. I have heard of it as the full name, but never as UCP. So when I first saw it, I was like, "What is he talking about?" And I just had to get up there because. Uh, up, up type citizens brigade is up there with second city. And, you know, I've talked to so many people that have gone through, uh, both of those, uh, classes and work with both of them, but I'd never yeah, heard they're, anybody. They're number one, I would say of that stuff. I mean, I think they're, they're past <laughs> second city for sure. You know, they're, they're, they're whatever that was, you know, that's what they are now. Right. All right. And now both, do both of those guys work with, uh, you know, like the SNL skits and mad TV and all of that stuff. I mean, it's, it's pretty. Yeah, well, man, I don't know about man, I don't know anything about Mad TV, like where they came from. So a lot of SNL people. Yeah. Have you had any opportunities to get hooked up up there with Saturday Night Live yet? Um, I just submitted for it to write, but that's it. I mean, I wouldn't be a. Uh, I don't think I'd be a cast member. I don't do impressions or nothing. <laughs> but being but to be able to say you're in the background writing, I think it's cool. Just like in the background writing for the. Uh, Although it wasn't a favorite, but writing on the um, for the Charlie well, I Sheen. Mean, I mean, I, writing wise, I have I wrote for some, you know I wrote for Chappelle's show. I wrote for um, I just wrote for the Amy Schumer show that's coming out. Like I have decent like writing credits, but nobody gives a shit about writers. You know, no, nobody like I'm not trying to be a writer. Right. Well, um, I think here we like to hear about it because when you're struggling along the way of trying to become a comedian, it's great to know where what other avenues aside from getting a job at a Walmart you can do to try to survive. You know, there's other things uh, out well, there. I lived off of girlfriends, so I don't know if that's something that's realistic for everyone. <laughs> uh, it's a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> why why really, just get a real rich yeah. one? You don't even have to do comedy. What did you say? Get a real rich one. You won't even have to bother doing comedy anymore. Uh, well, I want to do the comedy part. I just, uh, I, I was like a bum, dude. And I, I, I mean, uh, I, I, I should have probably gotten a day job, but I just refused. I was just like, I'm a comic, so I'm not getting a day job. <laughs> I just got by, however, not getting a day job. So, I, you know, I don't, I, I can't, I don't know if I would, like, recommend that. I, it was like, uh, I don't regret doing that. Like, I'm a comic now. But um, it's not like, I don't know that that's actually going to work out. I don't know what you do, man. I don't know what the hell you do to start out anymore. It seems like so hard to me. I'm so glad I don't have to start over again. Um, I mean, you know, I started out in Philly, and I moved when I was, like, three years in comedy to New York. At some point... You, unless you're going to be a road guy, or you have a you know you have a, a radio DJ or something job, you're, you're going to have to move to LA or New York. You know, otherwise, I, I don't know. You, you know, I know road guys who don't do that; and they, they make a living off that. But you know, if you want to get like TV and shit, you're going to have to do that. You're going to have to be in New York or LA. Absolutely, that's what they say. Uh, and you know, when I know in this city here, I'm in Clearwater, so we're just outside of Tampa Bay. It's nothing like being in Los Angeles or, or New York because you're lucky if you can get on one stage a night. Sometimes 
you know, on yeah, a Wednesday. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just stage time. I mean, and it's, it's 45 like minutes, time. you know, they're 45 yeah. minutes apart from each other. So it's a, yeah. it's a hard <laughs> thing. Yeah, drive across that whole Florida chain ticket, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, look, if you're the stand-up more, like if you're trying to be an actor or something, you should go to L.A. I mean, if you're more into doing stand-up, I would take go to New York just because there's a lot more stage time than L.A. L.A. is not, there's also not enough stage time, but there's more work. There's more, like, outside of stand-up work, I would say, for sure. One of the things, you know, it's, for me, one of the reasons, as I said, when I first got into comedy was to kind of really amp up, you know, as I say, that testicular fortitude and maybe, you know, freshen up after someone who's been on commission and in sales for 25 years, which is basically like being an actor within, you know, because you just got to. Yeah. Oh, you know. uh, I used to do sales, man. I, I know exactly how it goes. That was so, actually one of my last legit jobs was uh, I was doing outside sales of contract furniture sales to like companies. I was terrible at it. And I was working on a draw. And, uh, <laughs> I eventually clicked because I felt bad just taking a draw from this guy and not producing anything, you know? The only thing good about a draw versus commission is when you quit, you don't owe him any money. Yeah, no, I didn't owe any money, but I was just like, look, man, I can't just take your money. I got to go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and you can't live on that draw. Those draws are never big like enough. I was 500 a week, and I was, I was living off of it. I was at the time. And that was uh, in New York City? Yeah, that was before. That was like, maybe it was just after 9-11. Wow. And I was uh, living in Greenpoint. My rent was like $500, like my cut of the rent at this loft. You know, it's, I wasn't living in the city. Now I wouldn't be able to afford to live. The city's right. like, you're going to pay crazy rent. I remember September 11th, I still owned my own uh, finance company called Manufactured Home Financial Consultants. And I financed mobile homes and parks or, or manufactured homes and parks in like seven or eight different states from my house. It was phenomenal. I was loving life. <laughs> yeah, like my old man was a salesman. He started. In fact, my old man died in uh, Fedora Sasha, and uh, that's what he was doing when he died. Like a real Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross salesman. <laughs> like, that's hardcore. Yeah. Hard. Was, <laughs> first, yeah, was, first place gets a, first place gets a Cadillac. Second place gets coffee. Third place is fire. Yeah, he had that whole. That's like everybody. That was like his favorite movie. Everybody did fail was their favorite movie. It's either that or Boiler Room. Boiler Room, I think, was, uh, I don't know if you saw that. I don't know if you ever saw Boiler Room. Yeah, well, Boiler Room was pretty good. Glenn Gary's like the best. Though. Oh, There's it is. But I've had, uh, there was a gentleman by the name of uh, Chris DePew. Uh, I went to work for him doing mortgages for a while, and it was a lot of phone service. And he was like, bam. He goes, Dave, you want training? He goes, go home and watch this movie. When you come back tomorrow, if you still want the job, you can do it. I'm like, all right. <laughs> And, he told, and it was the boiler room. Yep, that was his. That was his deal. Go watch. Go home. Watch criminal? boiler. He's like, go watch. It's it's like this job. <laughs> this movie about it, an illegal job, ripping people off. That everybody gets busted, and then that's the job. That's what he told you. Wow. Well, I had known him like for, a real jerk off. <laughs> I had known him for a while before that, so I think it was partly a joke. But I hadn't seen the movie. But believe it or not, some of the skills from that come in handy when you have to negotiate with people over the phone. You can't be you yeah, can't well, be scared to call miserable. people out like when they say they got to speak to their wife. Are you? you listen, don't have to talk to your wife. No, listen. I, how about this? I saw a, a, a sales rep. I was in a meeting, and he, and he talked about a story. And he goes, he he was selling a product to the guy, and the guy goes, "Well, I got to call my wife and see if it's okay." He goes, "Well, hold on, let me grab my phone. Let me call my wife and see if it's okay for me to sell this to you." 
And the guy, the guy started laughing, and he bought the product. That's funny. So there's times, and that's one of the things I'm thinking about doing is maybe getting a little bit more, because I'm literally 25 years on commission. I think I'd like to start maybe taking the comedy to the point where I could do speeches about how to incorporate humor into sales and you know yeah, be a little bit more profitable. Move, I think you should move on. I think you should do that. That's probably a good scam, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should take a comedy class. Okay, that's probably the only people that get something out of a comedy class is like people that aren't going to be comedians. Absolutely, (laughs) like like actual comedians don't care anything. I've never actually done a comedy class because you know what? You know what's funny? I consider. I mean, I do an interview almost every week for almost the last sixteen, eighteen months with a comedian. I, I get my own class kind of for free every single week. Although this week yeah. I had to I had to bribe Fro- Frodo Baggins the engineer with food to let me do my show early. But he should <laughs> he should be happy. I went and got him chilies with all sorts of different dishes. I yeah, spent, like, making I, the deal happen. Oh yeah, I had I got like let me go spend 15 or 20 bucks on food for this guy and keep him happy. And this way I could do two shows. I'm doing this week, next week's show. I'm going to have nothing to do for the next two Mondays. I'm going to watch professional wrestling or something. <laughs> It'll be great. We'll we'll see what Hulk Hogan and all these other big giants are up to. <laughs> but yeah, you know what I'm doing? I'm actually reading, the, and I'm sure you heard of Judy Judy Carter before. Yeah. She wrote the comic. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mess with her her shit. I mean, unless you're trying to learn a model of making a business out of doing what she does. I mean, I wouldn't go off of the comedy advice. No, 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 no. Scam industry, man. Well, she has a book that kind of teaches you a little bit about. How to step yeah, for I maybe remember. going yeah, into I remember that book. Well, that that's the comedy. Book. This is a new one called "The Message of You," and it's about her trying just to help you understand the difference between being a comedian and being a speaker, and kind of maybe help you find your voice. So, since I had the idea of doing it, I said, "You know what? There's a billion and one books out there, but yeah. Judy, I don't know. I, I actually had her on the show. She stayed on the line with us for an hour and pretty yeah. down the earth and." Figured if I'm going to read somebody's show on how to better myself between going from comedy to public speaking, why not work with somebody who's done it? And so so far, the she's made me answer questions in the book. It has assignments, and I'm yeah, like, yeah, I don't shit. think I don't think she says things that are wrong or anything like that. And, and most of these self help people aren't saying shit that's wrong. It, it, it's like I, I mean, it, to me, it's just like it's stuff that you actually really don't probably have to pay for. You know, that's like the scam of it. It's not that they're telling you lies. Right. It's you could easily for free go hang out at a club or talk to any comic who will tell you, comics love to blather. I mean, they love They it. do. I do. And so I've you, never I, read it's, a... It's, you could find out for free all this stuff without taking a <laughs> class or, you know, you could easily do that. The yeah. Stanfield made had that awesome blog he wrote about comedy classes and shit, and he, right. he laid it out pretty good. Yeah, I mean, but I've uh, never done the class, and I've never done a really a book about comedy. Mainly, yeah. I read this book because I thought it would give me a little insight into somewhere I want to go. And I read one or two other comedians that I've done uh, interviews with. I've read their books before they came on the show, so at least I could, you know, have Wait, a little. Were they how-to books, or were they just books? Like no, wrote... like uh, Steve Bluestein, who is probably in his, uh, if he ever listens, his 50s or his early 60s now. He was a hmm. comedian for many, many years. He came up with the Bobby Slaytons and the Elaine Boozlers of the world, and yeah. he wrote a book. uh it's so hard to talk with a gun in my mouth. 
Uh, and it was just about some of his life experiences and comedy and oh, his right. family, yeah. but not a how to do comedy book. I, I don't. The only thing I do yeah, with, yeah. with how I, to I do. I mean, I read. I read those. Like I, I, I read all of them, but I, I, I like. I like. Uh, it's, I like. The, Steve Warren had that really good one about when he was doing stand up. I thought that was a really good book. Yeah. The only type. The only type of class that I actually I, I could say I take is during certain times of the year when all of us have Sundays off. There's a small group of comedians, some that have been in the area for five years, 10 years, some that have been doing comedy uh, like Steve Eric for 25 plus years in the area of Florida. And sometimes we'll get together and, you know, we'll, you know, he's the, he's kind of like the pro and, you know, we're the nobodies and we give him some of our ideas and things that we're doing. And sometimes he'll work with you and say, well, here's where you're talking too long and this is the way you could shorten it. So it's nice right. to have some mentoring, not necessarily a class, but just a place where you can sit down, feel comfortable with who you're talking about, not worry about people stealing material. It's just a, you know, some friends hanging out and helping each other out. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's why that, that's like a basic part of any, you know, comedy scene. I think right, you got to be around comics and absolutely. Do that shit. You uh, you know, there's not a lot of groups that I know of in this area that get together to do that. You have a lot of groups that are pretty. I don't want to say clicky uh, with, you know, the people they there's work a, with. There's a million clicks, but it's not, um, you know, it's not even, I don't think you even compare. Like in New York, they got so much comedy shit that you wouldn't need to get, you wouldn't need to huddle together in a group like, <laughs> like right. 10 times. And, you know, like there's just like a million things going on. But yeah, there's always clicks, man. It's a nonstop. Yeah, I have you a know, friend. If I, a friend if somebody was new, I'd be like, just be friendly with everybody and not necessarily part of the click, you know, but. Some of these clicks, like, you see people go far from me and them, you know? Yeah. Um, I saw a girl. She was down here, uh, and I'm waiting to hear back from her. She she was doing really great down here. She was getting sets. She was featuring. She was having, you know, at, at all the better clubs down here. And she said, you know, I'm ready to take the big plunge, and she decided to move to New York. Her name is Alyssa Bissonette, and uh, she's been up there, I think, a little over a year now. First, she got settled in with, you know, getting a job in an apartment. So I think she, mm -hmm. by now she's been hitting the comedy scene and I'm hoping to hear back from her within the next week or two to maybe get her on to give us an update about how no. she's doing. I don't know, <laughs> but I don't know a lot of people. <laughs> well, you know, like, she, she's still working I, her way I, up. Yeah. You know, yeah, she, well, I, you know, it's funny, man. There's so much turnover with this. Like the people that I think of as new people, I guess are, are not at all anymore. Right. And then, like everybody else, I don't, I'm like, Oh, I don't even know. Then it's like really new to new. It's right. funny, man. After a while, you don't know You don't recognize anybody. You know, other than like the few people that from when you started, I, I didn't notice all the time passing by. You know, so now there's always yeah. like new people. Well, and uh, I I did an interview with Tom Driesen, and he says every two to two and a half, three years, comedy's different because all the people that were in the comedy scene have either moved on or they don't do it as much, or it turned out to be a hobby, and all the people that are in the audience are new again. So yeah, it, it's a pretty rapid change. So. You know, I've seen people not, I mean, I'm not out at the open mics and I don't do anywhere near as many shows as some of the other people that are out here working a lot harder at it than I am. Uh, yeah. But there's, you know, there's a lot of mutual respect. I think I'll be the guy that's around here for a while, uh, you know, doing the open mics and getting some guest spots and hosting. And, you know, although I'd love to feature one day, but re realistically right now I'm a little over two years into it and I know I got yeah. a solid 12 to 15 minutes and I feel That's comfortable with that. I mean, that yeah, but you know, the only thing is, and just like you would, you would say, you don't always get the opportunity to be up there. 
for 12 to 15 minutes at a time. You get five. So now you got to pull out your five, five or eight best jokes and you don't get to work as much on those jokes that still need a little bit of work. And so for me, where maybe I get on stage four to six times a month, if I'm lucky, uh, it's going to take yeah. me a little bit, a little bit more time to build up that material. Yeah, no, listen, man, that's why I tell people you got to move because you got to, like, like two, three years in. I mean, if you're trying to, like, do a lot, do more stand-up, you got to move where there's a lot of stand-up because yep. of that. Because you cause getting on stage three four, three, four times a month, that, I mean, like, so that's like L.A. is like that. Right. You know? It's it's depressing. I, the stand-up scene there is just fucking depressing, even though L.A. is, like, nice weather and, you know, legal weed, which is great. <laughs> um, it's, it's not a... You know, like, stand-up comedy is way better in New York, and it's not because, like, there's, like, something in the water or something. It's just there's so much more stage time. So there's a lot of, uh, you know. It's funny because you know, when she told me she was first going to New York, I grew up in New York, and the last thing I'm like, damn, the last thing I want to do is go back to that miserable cold winter. If I were going to move, I think I'd have to do the L.A. thing just because I want to stay warm. I'm down here in Florida since... Oh seven, I'm like a big pansy now. It gets below seventy, and I'm shivering like a little skinny wimp. And I'm like three hundred and fifty uh, yeah, plus I mean, I pounds. I don't like the weather one bit here. I'll tell you that right now. I would if I was gonna. If you wrote it down on paper, like all the reasons to live in one or the other, uh, LA would win, I think. But uh, I just like New York way better. I really do. Uh, but, I don't know why uh, the. Uh, I don't know. I can't. I, don't, I can't like. Pull my I, I would be, tri- be be depressed living in LA and miss living in New York probably. Um, but, uh, you know, I like going out there for a week or so. It's pretty fun. Maybe one day I will get the experience of both. I'm actually, uh, now I grew up about an hour out of New York, up in uh, Orange Mm -hmm. County or Middletown, New York. Uh, One of the first clubs I even went to was uh, Bananas, or it was the first club in uh, Poughkeepsie. Yeah, I was, uh, I did uh, that club, well, the one in Middletown. You know Rich Franchese, you're you're a comic? Say it again. Uh, Rich, Rich Franchese is a funny comic who um, he used to write for SNL. He's like a, you know, he's a road comic. He he, okay. uh, he opened that that club. He took over. So now, which in club Middletown. in which one in Middletown? The one that uh, it was like in a the one I, think I know, but he, he got slack from another club. Is it's not open away. anymore, right? Yeah, and and uh, it it went under. It's like it's the club's not there anymore. But uh, this is a nice <laughs> club for a minute. I really liked it. Yeah, the. Uh... They they opened after I left, and I never did comedy until after I was in Florida. But they have a club, uh, Jester's Comedy Club in New York. They have a What's club in Jester's Comedy Club of New uh, York. Not in New York, New York. That's in like some right. This they actually have it in Monroe. Uh, so it's in Orange County, and they do a show up there once a week now. At uh, it's kind of at a like a little amusement fun park where you bring your kids. It's called. Uh, the castle, but I guess they give them the room and stuff. So I'm hoping maybe oh the next God. time I get up there to visit my family, I'll get a a little shot. Maybe I can get myself a 10 minute guest spot or something up there. Well, listen, when I say New York, I don't mean that part of New York. No, I know. Might as well be Tampa. I'm talking about like the city, man. That, that no, I, I know 100% what you're talking about. That's a, it's a different world. Uh, I mean, there's people, they tell me they if started you, if you comedy. If a half hour outside the city, you might have flown there. That's how different it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you might have gotten on a plane because you're in a whole different fucking place. I mean, the city itself, or, you know, or the four or five boroughs, like, that's where you got to be for comedy. Absolutely, because you could start doing comedy at 4 o'clock in the afternoon or or earlier, 
and keep going until midnight or one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I mean, I, I would skip those four in the afternoon shows. They'd probably stink, but um, yeah, I mean, theoretically, yeah, you could. When you're in the be- when you're the beginners, that's where you got to go. You got to beat up your time at that four, at those four and five o'clock shows to get yourself ready. <clears throat> yeah, well, if you're a beginner there, see, I don't know. Like, I when I got here, like if you're a beginner, you know, there's a shit like bringer shows, which I would I would say never do, but but I, I, maybe you have to do that. I don't really know to be new now. We have to do. But I, 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 I did new, one I bringer show. I did I, one I, or I two bringers. What yeah. you say? I only did one or two bringers. Uh, or down here a lot, you'll see three or four comics will come together and do a show and just advertise it on Facebook and whatever the turnout is, maybe 30 or 40 people, but in a room that sits 80 or 90, it feels good and you have a little bit of fun. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's yeah, where yeah, most I, of dude, my, I don't miss that. I don't miss that being like out of, out of <clears> city and having to do that. <laughs> like, I went to Montana and it was like fucking. There was one place where you stand up, and it wasn't even a club. There's a whole group of comics, and there, this guy had like a little like seminar thing, and he like go talk to them. And uh, I was like, "You guys just, just get the fuck out of Montana, man! Like there's nothing here. I mean, I don't even know why you're bothering to build something up here. Like just go where there's something built, you know?" Absolutely. <clears throat> so, how long do you think? I mean, obviously, I don't think personally that 12 or 15 minutes is anywhere near enough for someone to really think about hopping on the road with. How, I mean, I think somebody's got to have a good 30, 40 minutes of stage time before, well, before I'd want to. you got to have 30 minutes, right? And then if you want to headline, you got to have like 45 to an hour. But that's like a, you know, I started headlining. I wasn't really ready yet. Like I started out just like a featuring, but I wasn't, I was doing writing jobs. So I wasn't really getting on the road. And then I progressed to a certain point where like people really want to bring me as a, you know, you don't want to bring like a guy who's like, quali- like that qualified to be your feature. Like you just people just. I used to not understand that. Like, <laughs> like everybody's like, don't want to bring you. And it's like it's not an insulting thing. It's just like you know, a new guy could do that. Like you should be headlining at a certain point. So that was a lot. It's a lot of catch up to get from like feature to headliner if you haven't been building it up right. Um, but uh, yeah, to be a headliner is like it's a lot more pressure on you. Features a nice spot because you can. It's like you could suck and it doesn't really matter that 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 much. And then if you're good, get people like, oh, you look better than the headliner. Like it's like the classic. Feature spot's a nice <laughs> spot. It really is. Well, then, know, I've, I've had people tell me I was better than like, you know, great headliners that I was not better than. Like audiences are dumb as shit, you know. And then I, uh, when you're a headliner, it's all you're the whole show, so it's all about you. So you got to make it make sure it's good, you know, because it just rests on your shoulders. Right, and I've been at shows where I'm either hosting it or, you know, the MC, or I'm doing a guest spot, and I know who the feature is because they're local and they're bringing somebody from New York or California or from wherever, you know, the headline, and I see the feature going, I know who this guy is. I'm going to do everything I can to try to blow him out of the water, make it. I'm like, you're going to try to do a better set than the, fe- the, the, than the headline. Well, that's, listen, like, that's fine with me. I, I, I have no... I don't have any insecurity about that. Like, like I don't, I don't tell features like, don't do this joke or don't fucking, you know, go hack it up if you want. I don't give a shit. Right. Um, it, like, I, 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 I take that take to it just from like, I don't know. I just watch now. Tell does it is, it's like I get a lot of cues from him that way. Like he, he's like, uh, he don't tell anybody. He doesn't care what jokes. Anymore. He likes to see local guys go on. He'll give every guy, any a bunch of people, you know, guest spots. 
and he's like, well, come on, like, he's a nice guy. Um, but, I, you know, I don't believe in, like, telling the guy. Like, what I prefer to have as an opener for me is not my same sensibility exactly. I prefer that just because I don't want blending together. Right. You know, he's a, there's a few guys that are, like, really good comics, but, like, I, you know, I have kind of a darker sensibility. It's like another white guy with my same sensibility. I, I, I prefer not to have that just because I want to be the only guy like that on the show. Well, there you go, man. You could, I could open up for all your shows because I'm just a fat <laughs> white guy that tells fat guy jokes. You can't even do fat guy jokes. You would yeah, come like, off I as just mean. Like to be different is what I'm saying. But like, I, I won't, I won't like get this guy out of here. <laughs> like, you know, like I'm not like that. Like, I, right. you know, it is how it is. And uh, I just know, thought I, it was entertaining I, when people are like, "I'm going to do my best to try to be better than they can be," and I guess that's a, it's a good attitude to have because you want to be the best that you can be. You gotta listen. You gotta play. Nothing makes you or breaks you with like featuring, but I mean, always do it. That be the best you can be. I, I wouldn't like. I wouldn't like tell. I've had like people like corny like features. They're like, "Don't, don't worry, I'm gonna hold back and not uh." Like, go ahead, use your full powers, Tommy. Yeah. Go ahead and unleash your full fucking local <laughs> local guy <laughs> force. I don't care. And um, I was you, working. You know, I was opening up or or guest setting for uh for a, a two man group and they were going up and you know during their Who first uh Patrick Jolly and Matthew Lumpkin. I don't know that and they tra- they travel around and they got a nice little shtick. They do their bit and then at the end of the off at the end of the show they take questions from the audience and answer them and have some fun. Um yeah. but you know I was hosting for them for the whole weekend. So after the you know I saw the first show and they had a joke uh, about uh, choking out during sex, uh, you know, all mm-hmm. that craziness. And I had mm-hmm. written a joke about it that I hadn't said. And I was like, you know, I was thinking about doing that, uh, you know, during my guest set on the second show. And I was like, but I didn't know if that was going to bother you because it's part of your show. He goes, dude, if I can't, he goes, if you, you should do whatever you want, because if I can't be better than you, I should learn something or I shouldn't be here. It's just. He goes, you, yeah, you, you should never right. let anybody tell you don't do don't do a fart joke because I'm doing fart jokes or or don't do fat guy jokes yeah, because I, I I'm doing that, fat I guy think jokes. That's right. I, I just like the the conflict would be if you both have the exact same joke, you know, but that's like a different thing, I guess. But yeah, he, I, 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 he's right. And really, I mean, for me, that would be the only time that I would think it would ever matter is if a comic does too much similar material to you, you wouldn't want that to be. But I thought it was great advice. He's like, listen, just do whatever you're going to do. If I if he goes, if I think your joke is better than mine, he goes, I'll just skip mine while while I was on stage, and you can feel good about yourself. Yeah, you, I, look, most of the time, headliners are cool about that. Absolutely. I think, like, it's, there's a lot of people that headline that aren't really comics, you know, and, they, and then you learn the problems with them, you know, more than anything else. There's, like, you know, some guy that's, like, he, he just, there's, I, there's a bunch of people that just, they decide they're a comedian, and they, they become headliners immediately because they were, on some show, or they, you know, there's ex-sports people, or, you know, Steve-O's a guy, like, Steve's a nice guy, though, but, you know, like, there's always, and and that's where that shit pops up. Yeah, there's a lot of people who have gained, you know, celebrity or popularity in in a world outside of comedy, maybe even YouTube, and that's what gets them to the point where all of a sudden you see them at the improv, and they're not necessarily comedians, but they're thrusted into the limelight. fuckers, man, they don't know, you know, there's another thing you have to get over doing stand-up is how much people don't know shit about it, and they fuck, and, like, 
the crowd will show up because of the name recognition. And you're like, well, that's not going to be a good show. And they're like, ooh, they just, you know, the crowds are dumb as shit, man. They really are. Especially now, it's just getting, like, worse and worse because they, they've got, like, buzzwords memorized that make them upset. They're either, like, a hero joke out sometimes, depending on what you're, if they don't like the topic. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, 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 like, I don't know. I, I, I don't have, like, a, well, it just turns out clean, not not clean. I, they would say to be clean, but that's not really, it's not really uh, explaining it very well. But it's, like, clean also means, like, non-controversial. Really, if they, if they're always like, don't be clean, they just tell you to be funny, and they're saying it wrong, you know? So, we got about five, six minutes left in the show. I want to quickly talk about, you've had some experience with uh, going on some of the late-night TV shows, uh, Jimmy Fallon. Mm-hmm. How do you like that? Because you were on multiple times on that, weren't you? Uh, I did twice. I did uh, Fallon. I only did Fallon and Ferguson. I never did uh, any, uh, you know, Letterman or Conan or anything. But uh, Fallon's like, Fallon really fun to do, man. He's a really nice guy. Um, what, Ferguson, Ferguson was fine to do. It, it, it's just weird because he ends, like he finishes up his part of the show and then he leaves and then you go on, you know? So... It's not like mean or something. It's just like a weird. It feels like you're punching in a, a time clock at work and going in, and right? Doing your little segment, you know. Because when you like look Fallon at it, was more of a more felt like oh, this is like I'm doing like a late night, you know. Whatever you imagine that would be, like Fallon's more like that. Yeah, like he's not even there to give you an applaud and say, "Look how good Kurt Metzger did," or "Look how bad he blew." He's never coming back. Yeah, there's back. no like, there's no like sitting on a chair next to him after on <laughs> Right, and you know, I mean, even when people are done, I've I've talked to people, you know, the day after they're on Letterman, and you know, let Letterman don't leave, he's gonna say hello to you, or he's gonna wave, or end the show with you, or something. Not hey, I'm in the back cracking my first beer or yeah. relaxing. Well, look, you know, I I certainly built his show into something like you know. And I think he's good. I think he's good at his show for sure. Um, this is like a different way of doing it, I guess. But um, you know, if you're a comic, you want that like whatever that Johnny Carson horseshit that you heard about, <laughs> you know. So right, it's like uh, that's what 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 I liked about doing Fallon was that. Cool, and it seems like you know whatever the TV gigs and all that are, those are fun. But you'd rather be on the stage than anywhere else. That's what I'm yeah, picking well, up the from TV you. Gigs are, you know. When you, when you actually do it, that part's fun, especially if it goes well. I, I never had, like, a bad on one of those shows. I never had, like, I ate it on TV. So, you know, I imagine that sucks. Um, but but the, uh, the, the the nightmare work of that is just getting, like, your jokes approved because it's not a matter of clean. It's, like, all kinds of reasons a joke can't go through, you know, like, like, like uh, I, had, I want to do this Hawking Dawes joke on Ferguson, and you know they're a sponsor, so I can't. I couldn't make a joke because it might be construed as an anti Hawking Dawes, right? You know, and then like uh, it's, it's shit like that, and that's what makes it hard. Or like I had a thing about uh, autism, vaccinations causing autism, right? And they like you, you can't even say the word autism. That's how like you know what I mean? Like like Absolutely. if you ever saw that Seinfeld documentary comedian. Um, I even if, like only Adams had this. Only Adams had this really good joke about like lupus, and they, they're like, "You can't say lupus. Can you say psoriasis instead?" I mean, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ! Like that. It's just like he told him at the last minute he would change his shit to psoriasis. Right. Now, if that happened to me at the last minute, I would just go ahead and say lupus. Like I'm not gonna bomb. I, I'm not gonna bomb because they fucking 
Ed Larson did that to me. Like, I'm just not going to do that. Like, I'd rather do well on the show and just not be asked back. But, uh, you know, all right. it, it's hard, man. It's hard. It's intimidating to be on TV, and you don't know what, what you can get away with doing, and you got to do a bunch of them. It's like there's not really an open mic of TV, you know? Absolutely. It's like you have to just go on and, and work it out every time you go on. All right. So, listen, we got two or three minutes left. I want to hear about where people can find you and uh, you can find me. Well, I, I, I'm on Facebook a lot, so go so they on, can look uh, you up on Facebook if you still have room left. They can find out uh, more you about know, we'll you just on subscribe. Subscribe. I put a lot of jokes and shit on. Actually, I, I do a lot. Of, I I'm, I don't go on Twitter a lot, and I, and I it's probably good because I think I'll get in trouble. So I get I'm constantly getting some shit from fucking someone I put on Facebook. <laughs> I mean, just for a while, it's like. But, uh, so where are you going to be? Uh, put, my, put my shows and stuff up there. I got some stuff coming up. And then uh, right now, the last thing I worked on was Inside Amy Schumer, which is coming out on Comedy Central in April, which is like a sketch show, you know, like a, a you know, Chappelle show style show, you know? Absolutely. And, uh, and you have your own one hour but, show coming out. And yeah, my you're... hour, I don't know when that's being released. I'm taping that in a, in a month or two, but I, I don't know when it actually airs. You got the name of it yet? No, I don't know what I'm gonna call it, man. I'm still figuring it out. How about how my how my life improved after being with, talking with Fat Davy on the Let's Be Frank show? It's no, long, don't you that's think? A, that's a horrible name. Horrible, it's everything long, about it's it. Too long. I agree. Tell us real quick who are some of your favorite local comedians? Maybe people that myself or others should be on the lookout for. Check out on the comedy scene. Um, I don't, oh, you know, this guy, Michael Shea, I really love watching his show a lot. Uh, but he got, I don't need a plug for me. He got in that fucking Rolling Stone 50s funniest list. <laughs> but, uh, but that guy's really funny, man. He's really funny. Um, I don't know. Like, I, my favorites were like, always like Patrice and Tell. you know, it was like, those are like the two, let's get two guys I was like stealing from basically, I guess. And then, uh, um, you know, Patrice is dead, but you know, if you haven't watched Patrice O'Neill, like you should watch Elephant in the Room. I watched the, I watched uh, that special today. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I watched it today. He was really, he was really tremendous. Like, I, and that's like a huge fucking loss to see yes, that that guy's dead. He was very smooth, very natural on stage. He, talked he was about... just like the funniest guy, man, and he was just the most in the like. At the roast when he did that thing, like he wasn't going off a script, he was just going like off the top of his head and mixing in shit like that we kind of talked about but didn't like work out fully. Like he was like a real master of, of what he did. Um, and he was he was like getting like even like better at the time when he like died. It kind of sucks, but uh, I, I don't know. Like watch me. I, I don't give a shit about anybody else. <laughs> Absolutely. Take a look out for me. Take a look out for. <laughs> Fuck all these fucking people. I don't care about that. And listen, I need to hear back from you in a couple of months after you go to court for getting in a fight. I want to hear what happened. Did you win the fight? Um, I, I, I mean, I guess in schoolyard terms, like, yeah, but not, not in, um, not in the fact know, that you're my, going to court. I got my ear boxed. So, all right. That was like, in terms of like having to pick, go to the hospital and shit, like, no, I didn't win. Um, like if, right. if you go if you go off adult ways, but like you know, it, 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 a guy attacked me and then uh, it didn't go his way. Let's put it that way. 
and then uh, tried to call the cops on me afterwards, jerk off, and then they arrested him because he hit me, which is hilarious. So he ended up calling the cops on himself. Nice. So those are like the very basic facts of it. So that's. Uh, I feel good that I got those basic facts just at the end. Kurt, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much for calling in. It was a great time. Uh, I'll send you out copies of the show. You could share share it with the millions and millions of the Metzger fans, and maybe I yeah, can get a little more popular. Yeah, I don't have millions. Yeah, I'll, I'll email it to you. You pop it up, and we'll have some fun. Uh, right, and we'll speak to you soon. Thanks a lot. No problem, All right. Good night. We've come to the end of another edition of the Let's Be Frank Show. To catch up on past shows, find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Podomatic at Let's Be Frank's Podcasts. Want to be part of the show? Email Dave at Let's Be Frank with Dave Frank at Yahoo.com. Stay funny, my friends. See you next week.